Welcome to Understanding the Bible with Pastor Stephen. Episode 18, what is biblical meditation? So we'll cover first the worldly definition and then the words for meditation and what is used in the Bible. Um, and then an explanation as to the total package deal as to what the Bible says meditation is versus the world. So the worldly definition of meditation, uh, you just Google it real quick and it basically says think deeply or focus one's mind for a period of time in silence or with the aid of chanting for religious or spiritual purposes or as a method of relaxation. That's one common definition a lot of people think of that. Um, you might even like picture Buddhist monks sitting in the lotus position with holding their hands up and chanting or murmuring something. Just keep in mind in regards to that, Matthew 6 verse 7 says not to use vain repetitions uh, of words. And then it begins to explain to you what the Lord's Prayer is and uh, the proper way to uh, talk to God. Uh, so a huge difference in the purpose of meditation from the Bible versus the worldly definition. Anyway, you can find several different explanations of meditation. Uh, you'll keep keep in mind that you will see a lot of uh, similar words used uh, when you begin to talk about meditation or go to websites about meditation. It's considered a type of mind-body meditation to produce some sort of relaxation or reduce stress or to make your mind at peace. The world wants your mind empty, basically, when you do meditation. One of the websites gave was six steps to meditation. It is to sit down, set a time limit, pay attention to your body, feel your breath, and when your mind begins to wander, bring it back to that state of, no, um, I'm not gonna let my mind think, I'm gonna stay relaxed and empty my mind, empty myself to become peaceful. Another website actually uh, gave a brief definition, and I want to read you their paragraph here. Uh, keep in mind, this is not biblical at all uh, when it comes to meditation. It says, we've gone over the basic breath meditation, but there are other mindful techniques that use different focal points than the breath to anchor your attention. Uh, external objects like a sound in the room, something broader, broader, such as noticing spontaneous things that come into your awareness during an aimless wandering practice. But all of these practices have one thing in common. We notice that our minds are running the show a lot of the time. It's true. We think thoughts typically and then we act. But here are some helpful strategies to change that up. What they are saying is they want you to focus on something in the room or on your breath or one specific mindless thing to keep your awareness on that so that your mind doesn't think about other things. And then notice that the last thing they said, we notice that our minds are running the show. We think thoughts and then we act. But here are some helpful strategies to change that up. They don't want you to think thoughts when you are working on meditation. They don't want you to be controlling your mind and what you think about. They want an aimless wandering practice which, which they say will bring peace. So you'll notice a lot of words when it comes to meditation, mindfulness, focus, empty, awareness, mentally clear, clarity, stress-free, things like that. And they use good words for the most part, 
to try and get you to see this as a good thing as far as meditation goes. But there's two things wrong with the worldly form of meditation. Number one, when your mind is empty, it gives place for spirits to enter. Jesus himself said in Matthew 12, starting in verse 43, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest and findeth none. Then this unclean spirit saith, I will return into my house from whence I came out, and when he has come, he finds it empty, swept, and garnished. The mind is empty, swept clean, and made to be pretty and peaceful. Then this unclean spirit goeth in, and taketh with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so shall it be also unto this wicked generation." God does not want your mind empty because that gives place for evil spirits to latch on. It gives them a home. Number two, the Bible says to control your mind, make yourself think on specific things, not to clear your mind, not to empty your mind, but to actually with purpose think about certain things. In contrast to that is an aimless wandering of your mind. The Bible does not want that. Philippians 4, 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things, specific good things. Romans 12, 2 says, And be not conformed to this world. So don't do what the world does, such as this meditation we talked about, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And that idea of prove is that because you have changed your mind, you have renewed it with God's principles and God's will and God's thoughts, that then you are able to logically follow that up with action. So again, very different from the worldly view of meditation. Now let's look at the specific words in the Bible. The first word uh, that I came across was uh, malatao. Probably didn't pronounce that right, but it's from the uh, Greek word. Uh, It's only used three times. It's found in 1 Timothy 4, starting in verse 13. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Meditate upon these things. Meditate. That's your melatao. Give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine, continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. This meditation is giving yourself wholly to the prophecy the reading, the exhortation, and the doctrine. So reading the scriptures, exhorting is lifting up other people around you. So praying for people, praising other people. Doctrine is the specific things that the Bible wants Christians to do. What does the Bible say about something? And the prophecy that was given by the prophets and by the apostles. For us, it's the written scripture because that's where the prophecies are. So this word meditation refers to taking care of something or revolving 
over and over in your mind, imagining the things that you are reading about and actually mulling them over, thinking about them and the implications that they have in your in your life. That's the first one that I found that says that is translated the word meditate. And one that's written about a lot is Genesis 24:63 and that's the only place this one is used. It's a Hebrew word suak and it means to be pensive. So not quite the meditation we're talking about but because it's translated meditate um, I'll read it. It says, And Isaac went out to meditate in the field at the eventide, and he lifted up his eyes and saw, and behold, the camels were coming. It's to think about things, to muse pensively. That has more of a negative con- connotation, and that might be why that's only translated that way one time as opposed to other words. There's two more that are used more often, uh, over 20 times each. And the next one uh, is hagah, which is a Greek word, or not Greek, it's a Hebrew word. It means to ponder, to imagine, to, to mourn, to mutter, to speak, to study. Uh, it's translated a lot of different ways. But implicit in all of those words is the idea that you are thinking about something and trying to flesh out what it means. You're imagining, you are speaking and studying, you are going over, mulling the things over in your mind, maybe even muttering the things out loud as you meditate on that particular scripture. One of the phrases uses it it as uh, to murmur in pleasure or anger. So emotions so overcome you that you start speaking about what it is that you're thinking about. The first place that I found that was in uh, Joshua 1.8. It says, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. So meditate on the book of the law and observe the things that are written in it, because then actions will follow. All right. So that was a purpose of meditation for that one. And then uh, the last word that we see translated uh, meditate is uh, siach. And that's a Hebrew word as well. It means to ponder, to converse with oneself and hence out loud or to utter, commune, declare, to muse on something, to pray or talk with. So the implication is that you are actually, when you're doing this type of meditation, you are thinking about, praying about, and speaking about what you are thinking with someone else. So the idea of meditation in the Bible is the idea that you are speaking with God about the things you are thinking, whether it's in your mind or in some of these cases, it's actually physically out loud. And you'll find a lot of verses in the book of Psalms that discuss that. Uh, Psalm 119, verse 15 and 16, it says, I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. I will delight myself in thy statutes and I will not forget thy word. There's the idea of you're meditating on the precepts or the principles in the Bible and having respect for God as you do it, as well as finding joy in it. And then that last part, I will not forget thy word, again, is another purpose of meditation. It is supposed to instill these precepts and the laws of God and the ways of God in your mind so that you remember them. I will not forget thy word. Meditation 
should produce memory where you remember these things, where you seal them into your mind so that you can act on them later. So remembering things and acting on them is the purpose of meditation. Based on the verses that we just read, we should be focusing on God in meditation, his character, his works, his laws, to find direction for our lives and to speak with him, to worship him. Theologian J.I. Packer describes it this way. Meditation is the activity of calling to mind and thinking over and dwelling on and applying to yourself the various things that one knows about the works and ways and purposes and promises of God. It is an activity of holy thought, consciously performed in the presence of God under the eye of God, by the help of God, as a means of communion with God. Psalm 77, 11 and 12 says, I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember thy wonders of old. I will meditate also of all thy work and talk of thy doings. So again, remember and then talk about it, which should produce action, right? And then Psalm 1, 1 and 2 says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. There you go, action. Nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Let me just give you one example. If you're still curious on how that actually works out in practice as far as meditation goes, there's a theologian, um, St. Benedict, in the 6th century that actually tried to put together a rule of how to meditate. So I'll just kind of briefly go into that. Um, he called it divine reading or Lectio Divina. And it's the idea of focusing on a particular verse or passage in the Bible, thinking about it from various angles, praying on it um, to try and figure out what God wants you to do. And he wrote down six steps, and I, I just like to focus on these last five. Uh, reading a short passage of Scripture aloud several times, allowing its words and meanings to actually grab hold of you and think about it. The meditation part is very slow and thorough. He writes basically that you should ask yourself, what does God actually say here? What does it mean? And then you put yourself next to it and you say, okay, now what should I do about it? And then you pray and then you contemplate on it after prayer where you think about it some more. It's the idea that uh, you are waiting on God to hear that still small voice of God calling out to you and telling you what to do and then actually live it out. So he had a, he had a very good understanding of meditation that it is specific passages of scriptures, training your mind to specific thoughts with the goal of being able to change your life and living it later. So in summary, uh, the worldly definitions of meditation is to produce self-calm, release of stress, letting your worries and mind go, essentially giving a place for an evil spirit to come in and communicate with you and control you. The biblical definition is to focus your mind on specific things of God so that you can be a better person. Keep in mind when people talk about meditation, it can be good or bad. You have to actually inquire as to what they mean by meditation what their purpose is and how they go about it. If people are clearing their mind and not thinking about anything in particular, that's, that's dangerous and you have to be careful with that. Not that every person that meditates is evil and going to be possessed by an evil spirit, 
but it is something that opens you up to that. So you have to be very cautious. And always keep in mind Romans 12 too, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And then also Philippians 4, 8, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. That's your meditation that the Bible wants you to do is to think on specific, good, truthful things, not to just let your mind go. Thank you for listening. And until next time, God bless you all.